and welcome to Horror Comics Podcast. I'm very excited. Very, very excited about this episode. I get to talk to Edwin from Gravely Unusual Magazine. That's gravelyunusual.bigcartel.com. And we get to go into all the details of that wonderful, wonderful operation he's got going on over there and uh and just talk about some horror stuff in general you know just the stuff i like to talk about with people um it's uh i don't know it's a fun thing to get into and you'll hear some of my stuff that i'm sure i've, I've, I've talked about before but uh we get to dig into it and he gets to tease some stuff that's coming up and uh, i was very excited about that and uh you know, we did get to talk off the record about some of what's coming up, and uh, oof, you, you, all of you are going to be very, very excited once that gets announced, and I'm going to be, you know, happy to promote it here, and once those things start coming along. So, that being said, I don't have a lot to, uh, not a, I don't really have a lot of housekeeping, really, to do here. Um uh, I, you know, I, as I said, I don't really know what's going on with Nightmare Threads. As far as I know, I've still um, got a discount code for you to use at Nightmare Threads. They do have really cool merch um, that has to do with uh, horror uh, properties, and then they kind of move beyond that as well. But you can get 5% off your order using the promo code, all caps, one word, Horror Comics. You get 5% off your order. Go to the show notes. Follow the link. Go there and then shop. And then put in the promo code HORRORCOMICS. All one word. All caps. And you'll get a little bit of a discount there. Um, uh, it's a great website. Um, I, I don't know what happens when a company breaks up with you. I don't know if they send you a message or if it just stops working for people. As far as I know, I haven't gotten that message, which is great. Again, they're a great company, so <laughs> I just, I'm not used to having a sponsor in this way. Um, even though they've been a sponsor for a while, I've just, it's it's still weird for me. But go check out Nightmare Threads because they are awesome. And, uh, you know, you can get a little bit of, save a little bit of money on that order there. So, um, and I guess before we get started, before uh, we get into this conversation with Edwin, I was on vacation and um, a little post- uh, shelter in place vacation with my family uh, down at the beach and um, the connection was a little spotty but it actually in in, in our bedroom my wife and I uh, and our our kid depending on which member of the family he was like insisting on sleeping in their room um, the the service was actually like great in our room. So, um, I actually did get to kind of get away for a bit. I had my sort of mobile setup, uh, which I hadn't actually used this microphone before. Uh, and it, uh, it sounds a little weird and it is what it is. It's just, you know, one of those things where it was, you know, on the road and had to just kind of plug in what I had. It was this, it was a very small mic. I didn't have a lot of room, um, to, to 
you know, shove in recording equipment. So I brought literally the smallest things I could find. Um, and, uh, thankfully was able to, to get this done and, uh, was really happy that we could arrange this because when we first got there, the storms were so bad and the power was going out constantly and the internet wasn't working. And I was messaging it and I was like, I, I just, I don't know what the hell's going on. Like the, it, it, it wasn't it like, it was just thing after thing after thing of like, okay, I, I just I don't even know if this is going to work. And finally, like, it just it, everything got smooth and uh, we got the Internet to start working regularly and the storms kind of started letting up and we were able to finally fucking do this. So, um, again, very excited to get into this conversation. Um, I I wanted to just real quick throw this out there because I I have never seen this and I had just watched this uh, tonight kind of on and off Um on my phone on HBO Max um between my kid you know throwing a fit like a demon and you know kind of getting a break from that being able to go i don't know like do some laundry and have my phone kind of set up in the corner while i do that and i watched um Jason goes to hell the final friday for the very first time now i've seen clips of the very end where uh I guess, spoiler alert, after all these years, uh, you know, it's like zooming down on the mask where they've defeated Jason and like Freddy's claw comes up and brings his mask underground, which was supposed to lead into a Freddy versus Jason, I guess, way sooner than we actually got Freddy versus Jason. (laughs) But um, I had never actually seen Jason Goes to Hell before. I thought I, I had seen it, but... Um, I, I started watching it while we were actually on vacation and, um, again, on my phone, uh, when I was trying to go to sleep at night and, uh, was watching like bits and pieces. So I, I finally was able to finish kind of the last half here and there tonight. And, um, I mean, I mean, I, I it's, I feel like it's a cool idea, but just pretty, pretty bad, um, in my opinion, but there's a lot of little Easter eggs planted there where I feel like, you know, I feel like it, maybe this is known to everyone. I feel like they this was supposed to be the start of a crossover for a lot of horror movies because I feel like you had like the mysterious man in black who had the message. And then in the Halloween movies, you had like the mysterious man in black. I don't know what the years were necessarily for all of this, but as, as I was watching it, I was like, wait a minute. Halloween kind of had this mysterious man in black too later on. Um, and then also in this, you had the Necronomicon from evil dead. It's like the cover of the book from the evil dead, uh, which obviously this was made way later, but I feel like they were like trying to set up to like all those things cross over, And it just, you know, obviously didn't work out because this movie was, in my opinion, uh, other than the concept of it, it was an utter total piece of shit um, when it comes to execution. But uh, yeah, cool concept. I would I would love it'd be cool if, you know, that's some, something that would have worked out when it came to like the talent involved and the creators and stuff to make something like that work. Bringing in like Ash versus Freddy versus Jason versus the men in black, bringing in Michael Myers. I don't know. Again, some of those timelines might not work out for what the movies were. And maybe this man in black here 
um, wasn't supposed to be the guy from Halloween, but that's kind of what I was sur surmising from it. Uh, and I, again, I didn't look at the year, but, um, yeah, Jason goes to hell. This, the guy, the man in black there, eh, where he started showing up in the Halloween movies. I think this is a little early for that. Cause I think the man in black started showing up in like Halloween four or five, maybe, which was actually no, 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 no. Halloween five ends with the teaser of the man in black. And that's 1989. My Halloween five was an 80. I, for some reason, I thought that was further into the nineties, but it, that I feel like that was supposed to happen because they didn't make the sixth uh, Halloween until 95. So I feel like there was something maybe in the works here where they were trying to combine all those movies. I could be wrong on that, but that just seems a little too, uh, the now that I've like really kind of like looked at it, like the, the timing seems like they were really trying to make all that line up. And that would have been really cool. Even if it, you know, some of the, like the acting wasn't very good and all that stuff, if they would have been able to actually pull off merging all these characters, that would have been pretty badass. Um, you know, Maybe it's a good thing they hadn't because maybe they could still do it down the line. Who fucking knows? I don't know that you could actually do it and still make it horror. It would have to. I feel like it would have to be. If you have Ash involved and Freddy and all that, it would have to be, you know, just can't be in tongue in cheek just because Ash. But I guess, you know, I, I could be wrong on that. You you could you could have Ash be, you know, Ash, but still in kind of a dark horror movie i whatever i don't really give a shit to be honest with you nowadays with the people that are involved with these movies with halloween especially like i don't really particularly like the most recent remake but um it is what it is i'm still gonna watch the next one uh you, you could throw it all together and i but i did like the evil dead remake uh so you know who knows but that's a cool kind of thing. Now that I'm kind of looking at the years, they it seems like maybe they were trying to sort of make that tie-in. Um, but then they kind of went a different direction with Michael Myers uh, or, or Halloween 6. Because they ended up for like, uh, I think, like and saying who that character was. And it was like the Curse of Thorn or some shit like that. And it just ended up being whatever uh anyway so that was a thing that i kind of pulled together yeah that'd have been cool to see but uh yeah i don't know what anybody else maybe thought about <laughs> fucking jason goes to hell um or, or if you were you know following the series at the time what were the rumors going around then like what was coming out in fangoria or the fanzines or you know whatever at the time, what were y'all hearing? Like, what was supposed to be happening? What was the word on the street? Because I wasn't my, I mean, I in, 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 I was born in 87. Okay. So you got to think, you know, I'm a kid during all of this. So I'm not seeing these movies. Um, so I would love to hear your perspective if you were, you know, even if you were a kid, but, you know, maybe preteen, teenager, young adult, whatever. I would love to know what, you know, what the deal was at the time what were you hearing what did you know maybe who knows i would love to know what the you know, word on the street was around this time about these possible movies converging and all that stuff clearly uh freddie was was there uh 
obviously at the end. So, uh, but anyway, let me know. Okay, I'm going to stop dicking around here. We're going to get to Edwin. We're going to talk about Gravely Unusual, and we're going to talk about a lot more and just dig in and just and just sit back and have some drinks and have a conversation. So thank you for listening. And uh, I'm not going to do an outro. I'm just going to like let it end. And uh, thank you all for listening. If you want to get in touch, Horror Comics Pod cast at gmail.com horror comics pod on twitter uh send in anything you want whether it be uh show mail uh personal experiences with 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 horror uh you know haunting supernatural whatever or if you have a book that you're writing or drawing or something you want to promote send it my way or or, or send a preview i'm happy to buy it and and promote it still uh just send me whatever you whatever you've got a link and it doesn't matter happy to um support and uh and, and include as show mail uh as well so anyway thank you all and here we go talking to edwin good to talk to you man uh first time so what's tell me about gravely unusual magazine man how did that all, how did that get started like what was the process of getting it going it's really weird how everything kind of like came about like um uh, it's a long story but i mean I'll, I'll try to like you know briefly summarize it um sure so you know I've, I've always been into horror and comics and horror comics just kind of converged um i haven't always read horror comics like as a kid and stuff but as i got older you know um i read like the tales from the crypt reprints and yeah. stuff like that uh I watched a lot of horror and I, I went to college for art. Um, I always did comics in middle school too. actually got me into trouble. I got suspended for school um, from school for making uh, some obscene <laughs> comics about uh, SpongeBob and Patrick, uh, like <laughs> doing drugs and killing people and shit. But anyways, <laughs> long story short, um, after college, I, I had made a friend in college, um, Sean Kelly. He helped me do the first two issues. Um, he actually did the cover of the first two and we did a comic together, but I, I started writing short stories and I was like, Hey man, how would you like to make a comic of the short story I wrote, which is the flower, which is in the first issue. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was like, Oh yeah, totally. And he knew right off the back. He's like, Oh, let's do this. Like tales from the crypt. Some. So originally started out as a comic. So that's, you know, we wrote this like 20 page comic. Um, and we went to a comic con in, uh, Lexington, Kentucky. And, James O'Barr was there, uh, the creator of The Crow, and cool. we, we ended up interviewing him, and he was a really cool dude, and we were like, let's just do a magazine, and we kind of just turned it into the format of like creepy or eerie mixed with like heavy metal magazine, because I'm a huge heavy metal yeah. magazine fan, um, you know, like interviews, short fiction, all that stuff thrown into one, because you know, a lot, not a lot of people are doing that now, so we got other people to submit comics, and um uh, he kind of like, you know, is doing his own thing now. And I kind of just taken over all the submissions and all the work and all the graphic design. And uh, we just, you know, put independent horror comics out, man. Uh, and we try to, you know, find the weird stuff and the stuff that no one else wants to publish. And that's kind of how we got to issue three and issue four should be coming out in a few months. So, I mean, that's kind of how it went. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Yeah. It, and it's the thing that like, struck me like right off the bat once i got because i have i have the physical copy of issue three 
And like when I got it in the mail and like cracked it open, like it's a it's a beautiful book. Like the it's it's top notch quality. It feels good. It's a I mean, it's a legit magazine. And so that's where I was like, oh, these guys aren't messing around. Like this is the real deal. This is incredible. Like this is really cool. And on top of that, I was like, you're featuring up and coming artists and storyteller uh, sto- storytellers uh, as well as like you're a part of the creative process and you're writing. And you're part of the whole entire thing, which I thought was really cool uh, on top of getting like Bruce Campbell and and all these different, you know, creators to be interviewed. Like you said, I was just like, oh, this is again, the real this is the real thing. This is awesome. So uh, I really, really impressed with the quality of it, man. So good thank job you, on that. You, uh, who, it's not uh, easy it, either. It's like a really I can't imagine big struggle. Honestly, um, each issue is like, dude, it's a it's a fucking nightmare honestly yeah. <laughs> like not the dealing with the artist stuff they're awesome and they're so so cool everyone's really patient um you know i mean you got a family i'm sure right you know it and yeah, yeah. D- dealing with stuff and i got two kids you know i have to you know work work a normal job and this stuff you know really a lot of it comes out of my own pocket you know i don't i don't make money off this and i don't plan to make money off it. i do it because i enjoy it i enjoy the process of putting together and I like working with all these people. And, you know, I honestly, I didn't expect it to come out as good as it is. And every issue when it comes out, I'm like, dude, I fucked up something, which there are some fuck ups in there if you pay attention. But it it's <laughs> it's it's difficult, man. It's a stressful process. But I'm always glad at the product. And I'm always glad that, you know, everyone is like, man, this is great. This is high quality stuff. Um, I always get really good feedback about it. I haven't had anyone say anything bad yet so far. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, well, okay. So what, like, I mean, we don't have to go like, you know, straight up like interview style, but I mean, you said you've always been into like, uh, horror and comics and whatnot. What was kind of like the, uh, as far as, as a kid, like what, was there anything that drew you to horror or was it just always kind of there? Like, what was the, the, the earliest kind of seeds planted there? It's weird. I, my whole family like loves horror movies and I, I mean, not just horror movies, like genre films in general. I grew up watching Westerns. I grew up watching horror. I grew up watching action films and, uh, horror, like we'd always watch horror late night. You know, I'd, I'd fall asleep as a kid and I would wake up in the middle of the night and my dad would be watching like, for example, one of the biggest things that scared me as a kid was clowns. I saw killer clowns from outer space on nice. TV one night on like a, you know, it was probably like uh, USA up all night or, you know, something like that or monster vision, who knows? And I, it freaked me the fuck out. So I spent my whole <laughs> childhood scared of horror. And then, um, I don't know. I just like gravitated towards it. And, um, I, I started watching more horror, started really getting into anthology format, like, um, mm-hmm. you know, watching like creep show, uh, right. Yeah, the cat's eye. Uh, I read a lot of Stephen King as a kid, too, which I'm sure everybody did. You know, it's kind of hard to get away from that. And like I said, I didn't read horror comics a lot as a as a young age, but I loved comics. I was a huge um, Marvel fan. I loved Spider-Man. Um, uh, I loved, you know, like Thor, Hulk, all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually it's really weird how I got into like horror comics, like hardcore. I uh, uh, I. I got a tattoo from a guy. He actually did a cover of the the fourth issue coming up, which I haven't revealed yet. Um, and he started cool. telling me about all these like kind of like horror artists and stuff like that. So I kind of like started seeking out these publications. Um, 
and started snatching up anything I could like heavy metal and creepy and eerie. And I just became obsessed with the format and the way it looks and just, Mm -hmm. I love the black and white. I love black and white. Um, and it really just kind of got into that. And I just started reading all this stuff and I'm like, dude, I want to do this because, you know, short stories and short comics, you know, you can tell a lot and get a lot of, you know, content in just a short amount of time. You know what I mean? And and comics are short anyways, you know, comics, you know, you can, I could probably read five or six comics in a couple hours and that's, it doesn't take, not that it's not, it, it takes a different kind of capacity to read comics. I think some people like to read books, you know, comics though, you get the, the image as well. So it's kind of like Mm -hmm. cinematic in a sense, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't really necessarily understand that. There's somebody made a comment one time, uh, I was reading, it was the, uh, Neil Gaiman, I think Neil Gaiman wrote the original books of magic, um, graphic novel uh, or issues, but whatever. I had the graphic novel and I was catching up on stuff like that. And it was like sitting out and like, I was going to let somebody borrow it. Uh, and I, but I was like, yeah, but I haven't, you know, I haven't finished it yet. And like, they like opened it and it was somebody's like mom or something where we were staying at a friend's house. And she was like, well, do you want me to read it out loud to you or what? You know, just kind of like, you know, there's four words on each page. I was like, yeah, that's not how it works. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I get I get it. I get what you're saying, but it's not really how it works. And when it comes to the images and you're piecing a story together, it really is all those things at once that you're, you know, doing, especially if you want to sit and take time to sort of soak in what is happening and the art and whatnot. Uh, so I, I always thought that was kind of funny. I was like, yeah, yeah it's just, I'm not even going to bother trying to explain. explain uh, it. I, I totally understand. Like my mom, I remember I asked her to read me my first comic I ever got was street sharks. And I was probably like, Oh, nice five. Yeah. And I remember mom, I was like, mom, like she wanted me to read me like these Sesame street books and stuff. And I was just learning how to read. I was like, can you read me this street sharks comic? And she's like, I don't really know how to read comics. So ever since then, you know, I was like, I'm I'm going to read comics. And that's kind of how like that all started, um, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of people don't get it. Like, I don't really understand how to read comics. And I'm like, that's left to fucking right. You know, what I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just like you'd read a book, but you just yeah. got you're processing two things at once. You're processing yeah. image and, you know, dialogue at the same time. Yeah. And if the you know, if the artists and letters and whatnot do their job, it is it, there's going to be a flow to the word because I've been I've been asked that before about like well how do you know which word bubbles to read I'm like yeah I just pick it up and read it but at the same time I have I've read books where I'm like well they did not do a good job because I'm having a hard time following which word bubble I'm supposed to you know I'm supposed to be reading next because it's just all over the place but that's for rare sure. but yeah. usually there's a good flow and it's like an understood kind of thing it's and it's just hard for you know folks to understand it until they actually sit down and start absorbing it you know so um yeah, the uh, yeah, I didn't really have. I mean, uh, I, I guess I had comics as a kid. It was like you know the Flash and Batman and stuff. And as far as horror goes, we were pretty like a religious family, so it, there wasn't a lot of that content that like my parents really wanted me to have. But it was weird because I, I did have some like horror comics, like really tame stuff, um, and. But my mom like started introducing me to like the universal monsters, like the original movies and stuff. And I don't really, again, I don't really know why she's also the one that started introducing me to superheroes and comic books, but I, again, no clue why. 
And she just says, she's like, you were born with a cape on your back. Like you were just like in it as soon as you could, you know, comprehend anything like that. So she claims she doesn't know, but at the same time, I remember her just going out and buying me these things. So maybe it's a tit for tat kind of thing. I don't know. But um, yeah, she started getting me into like the horror, the, the universal horror like monster movies. Uh, and I was obsessed with that. So that was kind of like my first sort of uh, seeds planted for horror. And then uh, it just goes from there. My first like traumatic horror experience was uh, staying with one of my friends for a couple of weeks in the summer when I was like 10, maybe or 11. And his sister, we found uh, the movie is it's uh, oh God. It's Halloween H2O. That's what it was. We found the VHS of that in the back of his sister's car. And we we're like, Ooh, we got to watch this. And I hadn't seen any Halloween movies. Um, I had seen obviously the covers of them at the you know video store, but like we watched it and like it traumatized me. Like Michael Myers as a figure traumatized me and I didn't sleep that night. And I'm legitimately like have, dreams about him like standing outside my house to this day like and i'm like running around the house making sure that you know doors are locked and stuff but like since then that's become my favorite like i love halloween um it i get some sense of enjoyment out of all of the movies despite how bad they are um but i you know i that was kind of my sort of thing to take on of like it traumatized me but then i sort of embraced it and like i love the first two original movies and oh, me too. Uh, I, I love them too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, and it's, I think what fascinated me when I first actually went back to those was how the second one picks up right where the first one left off. And I hadn't really ever seen anything like that before, especially in like, you know, horror or anything like a, a carried on continuity. Uh, Cause I, again, at this point I hadn't seen Friday the 13th or, or Nightmare on Elm Street or anything like that. And they didn't even really do that. Um, well, except for maybe Friday the 13th a little bit in the first couple, but either way, like, to directly pick up where the one left off. I was like, that's really cool. <laughs> like, that's a great idea. And kind of all happened in the same sort of the same night or whatever. Uh, I thought that was really cool. But uh, so that's kind of where I was really like hooked uh, was from actually genuinely being terrified by something. Uh, Halloween um, scared the hell out of me too, man. I remember the first time I watched it all the way through, like, like I said, my dad and his family, they were all around drinking beers. They're like, we're watching Halloween. Um, and I hid behind a love seat and I just remember, you know, the panning into the jack-o'-lantern with the music. And I was just scared of that scene. You yeah. Know, I was like, this is terrifying. You know what I mean? And that stuck with me. And, you know, I, like I said, out of all like the slashers and stuff, like American slashers, that's probably, you know, my favorite, like big, big name, you know, mainstream one. I love the first, yeah. I love the first two Halloweens. And I, even though three has nothing to do with it, I still, I still love three. <laughs> I, dude, I like three too. I, I, it does get hate, but I feel like over the last, I don't know, handful of years, uh, however many, um, it seems like more people have come around to like, you know, act, act, as a movie, it, it's actually a really enjoyable horror movie. Like, it's just maybe it shouldn't have been called Halloween. For whatever sure. that's the debate yeah. but like i'm like and it's actually kind of a fun horror movie <laughs> like and it's just its own little story kind of thing and i i have to respect in some sense that they wanted to try to do an anthology thing um yeah. and in in that way so that's cool it, obviously they reacted to people not necessarily liking that and i get it but like um 
that yeah, that, I thought that was kind of cool. But you know, hey, I, I, I'm a big bigger fan of seeing Michael Myers in that series. But uh, yeah, the whole sh- Silver Shamrock thing I thought was really cool, and the kids' heads melting and turning into bugs and whatnot and snakes. I was like, hey, that's pretty gruesome, guys. Why are we not I, a fan of this? I always think of Halloween three more. It is more like it's more hokey, but at the same time, I always think about it like if it was a comic book, man, it would be so cool because it's so yeah. It's like oh yeah, they're they're they have androids oh she's an android yeah. what the fuck like oh it's gonna yeah. melt the kids heads and turn them into bugs you know what i mean like it's just so out there and i, I think that's why it's enjoyable you know it's definitely yeah. got its own mystique to it and it's it, it's more of a sci-fi really i guess now yeah. you say that because it, it really does it does you start finding out these, these characters are androids and there's going to be a, a frequency that's sent out that's going to trigger these masks and it's like this technology and these masks that then does something not technological. It does something kind of supernatural in response to that again with the bugs and the snakes and all that stuff. So it's just like a, it's a weird kind of mixture of things, but like kind of brilliant in its own right. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. For uh, sure. Uh, oh, hang on one second. What the old whistle. Um, what, uh, what like, I mean, uh, I guess newer like horror, uh, there'd be comics or movies or TV or whatever. Like what kind of like new horror are you into? I, I, I like um, I have this love hate relationship with a lot of new horror movies. And I think a lot of it comes from like people kind of kissing horror movies asses like they're like, oh, it's this new era of horror. Uh, but um, I, I mean, I like I like Ari Aster's films. I like uh yeah, you know, I was going to ask specifically about him in a, here in a little bit, but I'm glad you brought him up. Yeah. Well, I, I saw Hereditary in theaters, and um, I, at the end, I was like so blown away because I like I wanted to stand up and chant "Hail Payment" too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, yeah. I saw Midsummer in theater. I thought it was a blast. I, I loved it. Um, you know, and I I, I see pretty any time. You know, me and my wife can get away and see a horror movie. I, we always do because that's kind of our thing. So, I mean, I like a lot of it. You know, um, I'm not really a big fan of like Blumhouse movies. I think they're kind of uh, they're kind of annoying. But, um, you know, like I saw Invisible Man. It was all right. Like I didn't really like that. It was, you know, the way the Invisible Man was the Invisible Man. But I get the way they're approaching it. Like, yeah, as a modern era. You know what I mean? Like, uh I, I, I like still got to see that one. I haven't seen Invisible it, Man yet. It, it was pretty good. Like I really actually I was enjoy I enjoyed it. I liked Upgrade, whether it's more sci-fi, but I think it was a very cool idea. I thought Upgrade was badass. Um, I, I've heard that was cool, too. But again, you had to see it, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I'm trying to when when I get put on the spot to think about like what new stuff I like. I mean, I really I like most of it. You know what I mean? I have a good time watching. I hated The Lodge that just came out recently and I, I hated that movie. Huh. Um but I uh, no, I don't if I've seen it, that one. It wasn't that good. Um, but uh, overall, yeah, I think I think horror is going in a good direction and it's kind of had a resurgence with this, which is cool, which is good for even horror comics. I mean, I know you mm-hmm. guys have covered a lot of the um, like the the Joe Hill stuff. Um, which I mm-hmm. haven't I haven't even got a chance to read because I haven't been able to make it to my local comic shop because c- all this shit. And then oh yeah, you know. Um, so I know there's a lot of good stuff coming out, but uh, uh Image had a lot of good stuff the last few years like i loved gideon falls um i loved uh uh redneck uh i loved mm-hmm. um moonshine uh brian azarello did that it was awesome um 
you know there's a lot check that one out yeah it's pretty good there's a there's a lot of good stuff coming out um but as far as like what i want i don't think really anything is kind of like hit that spot yet um well, what know, is it what, what what are you what are you looking for i guess i i don't know i i think like the reason i like a lot of old comics and you know you guys have talked about like harvey comics and stuff like that and mm-hmm. uh I love the artwork. I just don't think a lot yeah. of the artists can touch that style anymore because it's so it's digital now, you know, and it's, I get it. It's yeah. easier, cheaper to produce, but um, man, just like, like right now I'm really obsessed with 2000 AD, um, which is sci-fi too, but it has definitely horror elements in it. And I just, I love the way the art looks. It's like on newsprint. It's just so black and bold. There's just a lot of like grittiness to it. Um, you can huh. just tell I gotta about, check that out. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, but, you know, I, as far as new stuff, you know, I, I support anything that's coming out and I'm always I'm always, you know, itching to read and watch anything I can, you know. Yeah, for sure. The um, I was going to say the, the Joe Hill, the Hill House comic stuff. What I like about those is that they're out of the gates. It's like these are mini series, at least, I guess, to begin with. I, I don't know if they're going to continue. I haven't heard anything about it uh, a new series coming out of it or for this is just like a one-time thing but they're all like limited series um and a c- couple of them have ended now so we start you know should hopefully see collected editions uh here pretty soon but uh they've all been pretty good for the most part uh, minus like one uh in in my opinion and and joey who does the show with me for those comics like we're both kind of like eh. and he's been keeping up with it and i just kind of wasn't really interested but I, I did say i would check it out when it's done and give it another chance but uh yeah they that's been a a line that has been surprisingly like uh well curated um pacing and art and everything but i'm i'm with you on on the the art of old i guess that like i'm still not really seeing comics horror comics that look like that and what honestly what it's going to sound kind of weird but what kind of re-kickstarted my interest in horror comics um was uh and, and not really my interest necessarily but it, to go back and really start um looking into what's coming out now but then also getting trying to find some of the more obscure things for my personal collection but like i came across maybe comiXology or something like that, which I don't read a lot of digital comics, but I'll look on there to maybe find something that I'm interested in. And uh, I'll usually go get it. If it's like artists that I want to support and stuff, I'll buy it on there, but then I'll go find a physical copy to actually like fully read the thing. So I found it was the, the chilling adventures of Sabrina. I think that the show is based on. I came across that comic and like within the first, I opened the first page or opened the comic and saw like the, you know, the cover. I was like, Oh, this is a cool cover. And like, I'll go to the first page. I'm like, Oh, this art is cool. The art. Like this looks like an old comic to me. Yes. That's Um, my thought too. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, this is awesome. So I had to get it. I found the, the, uh, the trade of it, which isn't the full series which hasn't been completed, but like it's got the first, I guess what six issues or something. And the rest are single issues. But um, I was just like, this is cool. And it's like Sabrina. I don't remember Sabrina being this violent and dark and like, you know what I mean? Like the comic itself is like not a, it's not a kooky, funny Archie comic. It's just, it's a straight up horror thing. And the show took some of those elements and anyway, whatever. But this, 
yeah, that's kind of what was like, oh my God, like that Robert Hack, I believe is the artist. Uh, and I unfortunately haven't been able to find a lot of his work, but um, that's the one that was like, this is awesome. And it, that kind of led me down the rabbit hole of kind of really getting back into, you know, that interest of digging through horror comics. And that was, I guess, a few, a couple of years ago, a few years ago, before I even, before I started the podcast, but, um, that was, yeah, that was sort of what, the linchpin of like, What started you to do the, the podcast, if I can ask, like when I, you guys are on a lot of episodes now. And I mean, what, what kind of like sparked an interest be like, I'm going to do a podcast about horror comics. Um, it's, it's hard to say. I, there was the show I've referenced it on, on here, uh, a lot and more so in the earlier days, but like, so there was a, a podcast or there still is a podcast, but it's called uh, Chris and Reggie's uh, cosmic treadmill. And they, it, they're really focused on like comic history and the industry and the writers and publishers and digging into that history. Uh, and they, and they'll go through uh, stories as well. And, and like they, so like they did the, like, okay. It's, it's hard. It's a, hard to explain but i would highly suggest going to like if you're into that kind of thing going and subscribing to that feed and going to the back episodes and whatnot reggie unfortunately recently passed away so they're not going to have new episodes together but chris is still posting some things and he's posting back like older episodes and stuff again that were maybe on patreon only or whatnot just kind of as like a you know way to sort of keep it all going um but they'll do things kind of like that's where I got the idea to do some history and then kind of just, you know, have some drinks and do the radio play type of thing. <laughs> um, but like where it's just, you know, doing the stupid voices and the effects and the music and whatnot. But they didn't really go that far, but they would, you know, they do Crisis on Infinite Earths in like different a bunch of different episodes, but they would do the voices and it was just kind of like funny and this tongue in cheek kind of thing, but they would stop every time a new character was introduced and give you the back history on that character and the people that created them. So it wasn't like you're just going through the story. It's more again about the history. I thought that was really cool. And I was just like reading an issue of creepy one day. And I was like, I kind of want to like, I, I was looking up the history and I was like, I don't know. This might be just like a fun cathartic kind of thing to do by myself to like, just put something out there. Like I haven't, I enjoy doing it. Maybe it could be a fun show. I'm like looking up horror comic podcasts and there's not a, a ton of them that are just like coming out regularly. So I don't know. It, it just kind of like was like a fun thing to do inspired by those guys. Um, in my free time on my, it started when my kid was like taking naps. Uh, and so yeah, I was like, I, understand ah, I can do this. Uh, this yeah. will be fun. And like, uh, or, you know, at night after he's gone to bed, but that was kind of it. There wasn't really like a moment of like, this is what I was meant to do. It was just like, a, you know, I, I do this, the other DC comics uh, squad cast and that we cover the new books. And I was like, well, it might be fun to go back and do, the really old stuff and just kind of do it on my own time and have some fun with it or not. Sometimes not, maybe not do the radio play kind of thing and just dig into the history and sort of talk about the stories, but, um, and, and more so of a way of like to motivate me to continue to read them as opposed to like 
because uh, a lot of times I'll get into something that I'm like really into for a second and then I just kind of drop it. So it's like, well, I don't want to drop this. Like I want to collect and read and like absorb as much information as possible. So it's kind of like a motivation to do that as well, to continue, you know, just reading through things and learning about uh, learning about publishers and, and the writers and artists of these old books. And then that turned into like, well, there's some, all of a sudden there's a resurgence of horror comics now. So let's do some of those, you know, so that's kind of how all that came about. Well, it's really awesome because like you said, the history stuff, that's what makes a lot of these old books. So interesting is because you, you look at it and you can see like the blood, sweat and tears in the ink. I feel like, you yeah. know, um, you know, and, and like, like the lettering, even you can tell it's handwritten, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's, that's the stuff that I really like, you know, like they're like, they're working super hard, you know, to do these, do these comics, man. And, you know, who knows how much they got paid back then. And oh, that God. was like, you know, their job, like they were doing that all the time. You know, they probably have arthritis and I'm no artist. You know what I mean? I'm not calling anyone out. I could never draw even uh, any of the new comics. I'm not hating at all. Yes. Same you know? here. I'm... But you can tell just like, you know, these guys bones are worked to the, you know, to the edge yeah. of their their pen, you know what I mean, and right. I think that's what's more interesting, and just like, just the lives they lived. I love like you know when you open up like a creepier eerie, and you're like, oh, who's this artist? Like, oh, I'm gonna read about them, you know. Especially like, creepy has um uh someone I never would have known to even look up, uh, Gonzalo Mayo. He's like just such a badass artist. He did um El Cid and like just soup it's like fantasy sword sorcery mm -hmm. you know swashbuckling shit um it's just got so much like rawness to it and it's like so in depth and psychedelic sometimes and you're just like yeah. damn like how did you fucking draw that it's like and <laughs> how did someone give you the idea to bring that up like it's like oh yeah so there's this sorceress and she has to collect souls because you know someone else is you know banging this other girl we're gonna take him to this different <laughs> realm and oh ends up she's in hell getting tortured by demons her boobs are out and all this stuff and yeah you know you can never see that stuff i don't think i don't think there's a market for it now and if there is it's not going to be the same as it was you know what i mean oh yeah no no there was that's uh, you talk about like <laughs> looking at the books from the past there's a lot of stuff that you could do because it's like well, we're telling a, a fictional story it's it's fantasy it's you know it's it's not real people uh yeah. and there's there's a sense of that that's kind of gone um it, there's a sense of it, obviously that's still there but at the same time i feel like everyone now kind of has to tiptoe around a lot of different things um which it's like on one hand i can get on the other hand i'm like but it kind of sucks because now it's like you can't just let loose and 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 tell these crazy stories that like you read now and it's like, Whoa, this was in this magazine at this time, <laughs> you know, like, or, or, or comic or whatever. Um, it's in, on one hand it is, it does seem tamed, but then I'll be surprised by, you know, some of the stuff that you might see. And, and I don't know, like one of the Joe Hill comics or, or, or some of the independent, you know, lines too, that are produced in, you know, in like your magazine, keeping that, that idea and that sort of feeling alive uh, and, and then thriving that there's still, there is a place for it. <clears throat> Just the bigger corporations are, I guess, I think more scared to, uh, to, to do it. I think. Well, I mean, so. yeah, you know, the wrong move could, you know, 
put them under completely. And that's a lot of money. And, you know, a lot of people out of jobs. And I, I totally understand that. And, you know, yeah. And I, I want artists and I want writers to have work. And, you know, I, I can't pay artists and writers. You know, I don't I wish I could. If I could pay artists and writers, I totally would. But the thing that I try to do is a lot of this stuff that writers and artists send to me is stuff they can't get published or there's mm-hmm. no market for, you know what I mean? So I'm like, I want to give you that. I'm not making money for it, and I like to read it, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I like to find these people. I like to help them out, and, you know, they're, they've become, you know, good associates with me, and, you know, some of them, you know, are, you know, they're they're coming up, uh, you know, or, you know, at least making a name for themselves. Uh, Tom Napolitano, who has done yeah. work in every issue, I mean, he's, I mean, he's lettering for, you know, justice league and he oh, letters, yeah. you know he's lettered for them and he's a great letterer and a great artist as well uh scott brian wilson's great art or great writer i mean he writes some of the craziest comics that i never even could have imagined be a comic and very bleak <laughs> and dark tones you know stuff that isn't really marketable um even even you know uh trevor markward a fucking amazing oh, yeah. artist man you know and he has a yep. style that's I've, i don't see anyone do these days so i mean well that's He's got that. He's got that look that we were talking that I I was talking about with that with the Sabrina, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina book. That's like, oh, this is like old school stuff. This is yeah, like, yeah. this is that sort of look that I am kind of missing uh, in current books. That uh, he's got that vibe to it, and I, I think that's really cool. Like that's a rare sort of thing to see nowadays. Um, that and maybe that's that I love know, about that's his something, art. Something I like really is to keep the underground underground. Keep the you know, the eclectic stuff for the people that want to read the eclectic stuff. You know what I mean? There's there's yeah. a demographic for it out there. It may not be huge, but, you know, this isn't really driven by, you know, monetary value. It's driven by the passion, I guess, you know? Right. And so that's that's a plus side of it. You know, you actually do see these people working their ass off, you know, and making yeah. great stories. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, it's cool to see that keep going um you mentioned earlier a couple of things i want to get back to but you mentioned um issue four of gravely unusual what um you said that might be coming up in a couple of months do you have any kind of time frame to sort of put out there or is it just kind of a work in progress to, until it's ready it's i have everything but one comic and i i mean just with everything go, going on it's hard to get to it oh yeah but yeah for sure it's it's ready um I mean, I'm looking at the cover right now, man. I like it is just it's fucking mind blowing. And um, the 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 comics in it are like, you know, they're it's I'm not like tooting and torn, but it gets better every issue with just stories and stuff. So, I mean, I'm shooting for the fall. I'm like hoping like it'll be out in like September at the latest. That's the latest. You know, if it comes out earlier, then I'll I'll get to work on it. Um, I'm just waiting on this last comic and uh like I said, I mean, it's, it's going to be, it might even be more pages. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm thinking it might be kind of like an annual almost like, Oh, cool. Okay. It's the fourth issue. I might do like, you know, like a, a like a, a binded book, you know, even like a saddle stitch. So it'd be like very, very nice, you know, like kind of like a trade, um, still be, uh, eight and a half by 11, um, black and white on the inside. But, uh, yeah, I, I I definitely think this is going to be a big issue. Um, I'm also waiting for like, two 
big interviews and I really wish I could like name drop them right now, but it's like <laughs> crazy stuff. And I just like, I yeah. don't want to give it away. You know what I mean? Sure, man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, did not know. I'm excited. And I, you're talking about the cover, like the cover for issue three as well. Like, and it's, it's on the, it's on the website, but again, getting it in person, when you see all the detail, uh, I'm like, Oh, okay. Like it was, this is kind of the day of the dead sort of thing. But then I get like the issue in my hand. I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> the deteriorating flesh and all of that. <laughs> it's like, oh, this <laughs> yeah. is incredible. Like it looks great. Like again, the quality is, is, uh, it just incredible. Um, <clears throat> the other thing, and it's not to do with comics. What was it? It was, um, Oh, okay. Sorry. We were talking about um, Ari Aster and like Hereditary Midsummer. I, I didn't see either one of those in theaters. So I, I caught them after the fact. But Hereditary uh, is, I obviously saw that and was like, it's one of those things that it builds by the time it gets, yeah, you know, it gets to the end and you're like, oh, that's where everything really happens. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, it just yeah. goes insane. And it's, uh, the, uh, it's been out for long enough. I'm not worried about spoilers, but, uh, for people, cause it's like, just go watch it. But like, you know, at, when he goes in there and his like mom is like hiding in the shadows the whole time, but that was just so creepy. And then when she's like floating up at the ceiling and like wire cutting her own head off and i'm just like what <laughs> that that moment like it just stuck with me it's just so creepy for some reason like of all things that was the thing that freaked me out the most um but then her body like without the head floating to the tree i was just like oh that scene too and i was like dude i got chills man i was like yeah, holy shit it is insane that's crazy so that set the bar for like midsummer and i think where I live, Midsummer wasn't in theaters for very long at all. Like, I don't know if it was it was like a limited release and it was just was meant to be there for a short time or if it didn't do well. I really don't know anything about the numbers, but like it, I wanted to go see it in theaters, but it wasn't here very long. Um, and so, you know, I finally when it hit digital, I bought it. And um, that was a whole other thing because it's like this is all hereditary was very dark and very somber. And this is like bright and like everything is during the day and you have, you see everything and all the details and it sort of changes the tone where it's like, then you have kind of funny characters in there. And like, it's like sort of almost poking a stick at the sort of road trip comedy, not comedy, but like the road trip teenager horror, I don't know, go like camping sort traveling. of idea. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that sort of thing. And like, and then turning that on its head again, by the end when everything goes nuts, it's like you spent all this time developing these characters and then digging into the, you know, the psyche of the main character and their relationships only to have it all go completely just insane by the end. Um, and I just, I don't know. I'm, I, I've been looking for like, what's this guy doing next? Uh, but uh, there's nothing I can't find anything like he hasn't announced anything. It looks like there's not like an IMDb upcoming. It's just driving me nuts. But like I've been sort of trying to find sort of that vein of like, is anybody else sort of doing what he's doing? And I I mean, have you found anything sort of like that that you would recommend? Because I, I don't really know. I, I would say A24 puts out pretty much. Anything like that, like uh, 
kind of I, I don't I hate to use the term elevated, but more like uh, fuck. I, I'm trying to think of a good word to describe these movies. They're like more. You can tell that the filmmakers do their research. They're film heads. They watch films. They are obsessed over films. They don't just watch horror movies, you know? Um, yeah. So I, I would say a 24 films are where you would want to look. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, I saw this. Yeah, Robert Eggers is another one. I guess uh, I could yeah. forgot. I forgot about him. He does the witch in the lighthouse. Did you see the um, lighthouse? I did. Yeah. It was, <laughs> what'd, you uh, think? what'd you think? I mean, I'll say I, I was definitely like interested the whole time. I was like very curious. It, it's just one of those things that by the end, I'm like, I, I don't, I, and I've gone through the pages on the internet of like, what does it all mean? That kind of thing. It's one of those ambiguous sort of endings. There's a, uh, there's somebody that was like, well, there's this Greek story. And I, I don't remember the names off the top of the, off the top of my head, but like, there's these Greek tales of this thing happening and it does seem to sort of follow that. And it sort of ends the same way with one of the characters being cursed to have his entrails eaten while he's still alive by birds or whatever. Well, that's how the movie ends spoilers people. But like, so I'm like, okay, I can kind of see that. But again, I don't know about the light. I I don't really know what it means, but I guess what I can say for it, I was, I was definitely like glued to it. And I love that it was in black and light and the aspect ratio and the acting was incredible. Um, oh yeah, yeah, but, yeah. The, but the it's, scene it's, where uh, uh, Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson argue over the food they're, what yeah. they're eating, that scene, I was like, holy shit, this is fucking genius. Like, it's so <laughs> funny, you know, he's like, he's like, you said you liked me cooking, you know what I mean? Like, that's just... Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> so, it, like, it turns into like a couple arguing at, right, at right, one point right. and it's, yeah. I thought it was awesome. I thought, like you said, the technique was just superior. And I think it's cool because they're, you know, it's doing something that they're, I feel like studios are taking a chance on this kind of shit. They're like, we don't know if it's going to make, we know in the past that these movies have done well, you know, especially out of like films like get out and us, you know, and Jordan pill kind of opening up that door. These yeah. Films, you know, there's a, there's a, you know, a floodgate has been opened and, they're going to take chances on this shit. And that's kind of a good thing for people like us is because, you know, we get exposed to a lot more filmmakers that are doing things differently and more of a darker tone. Um, you know, and like I said, I hate the whole everyone like obsessing and like saying it's like, you know, Oscar worthy to me, horror has no place in the Oscars. I don't want it there. I don't want any <laughs> part of the Oscars. Fuck the Oscars. You know, these movies, should be good because they're just good. And like, you know, yeah. whether it's coherent, whether it's, you know, the greatest movie ever made, it's the fact that they're doing stuff that no one else will dare do. You know, I mean, I'm sure it was like when he was like, Robert Eggers was like, I'm going to shoot on 35 millimeter. I'm going to get it like a, you know, a special lens. I'm going to shoot in the aspect ratio. We're going to do it in black and white. The producers are probably like, um, no, you're not, you know, uh, cause we have, you know, a few million dollars invested in this. But for some reason, he pulled it off and yeah. made a very inventive movie. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, that's I think I agree with you about the whole Oscars thing is that 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 just seems that seems like a sort of loaded gun anyway, as far as the Oscars go. Like It just sort of seems like 
it's all sort of pre-planned and like, you know what I mean? There's not really any spontaneity to like, oh, this movie really surprised us. So we'll nominate that. It all just seems like there's a, you know, I don't know. It, it, like maybe it's all paid for to get their movie there. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. It just sort of seems like a, it disingenuous, but you know, maybe it's not. And I just misunderstand it, but I just, I'm not a fan of it. So I, I agree with that for sure. Uh, especially for these, movies that are the opposite of disingenuous it's it literally like a love for cinema it just happens to be uh, these crazy horror movies that like you said maybe don't follow traditional formulas and whatnot um and sorry i kind of got distracted i was looking at the next robert eggers movie it's actually just a historical film i don't think it's another uh I don't think it's horror necessarily, but there's not really much information about it other than it's called the Northman. But anyway, um, yeah, lighthouse was, was an interesting one. Uh, and the witch is one that, or the, the, the beach, I don't know, but I need to rewatch that one actually, because, um, when I saw it, I I don't know. I don't know if I was not in the right headspace or whatever. I just was kind of like, it's got a really creepy sort of tone about it. But by the end, I just kind of felt underwhelmed. So, but then everybody else is like, wait, really? Like, no, you need to watch it again. I'm like, well, you're probably right. So probably deserves another watch to, to really, you know, soak it in. Um, I I definitely agree with that because I watched it a second time. Uh, cause I think they put it up on Netflix and I watched it like a couple weeks ago and I was like, damn, this movie's awesome. I have a love, hate relation with that too. I liked it at first. I mean, I was really stoned when I watched it. So I was like, oh, my God, this is fucking intense. Like, but uh, then, you know, I watched it again. And I was like, man, this movie, I hate slow burns. You know, what I mean, I get annoyed with slow burns. I was like, we get it. Yeah. You know, you're you, you're doing the thing. You know, you're trying to build tension and stuff. You know, I'm not really a big slow burn guy. Like, I'll fuck with them sometimes. Same. But then, yeah. you know, I watched it again. I'm like, man, you know what? I was just being an asshole. It's actually really good. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. But at the same time, like like the horror movies we've just been talking about they're all kind of slow burns but like i guess it just depends on how you do it and what the payoff really is um like if it's worth the payoff and i i feel like you know uh uh sorry my brain is going crazy hereditary and uh midsummer really you get this crazy payoff that (laughs) it's just like a little bit mind-blowing uh, that you're like, okay, I, I get it. I get all the, you know, sort of why we were digging into these characters and whatnot. But um, let's see. The, oh, let me, I had another question for you. I keep like thinking of one thing on top of the other. and it keeps Dude, just, I'm a bad rambler too. So like you can always just be like, hey, man, me too. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to no. ask another question. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm, that's kind of, I, I like going with rambling and like rants and stuff and just seeing where the conversation goes. But, um, the, what, okay. Oh, okay. There's on the not so, uh, cinematic and like, uh, prestigious, I guess, if you will, horror movies, like there, uh, God, what is his name now? I got to look up the movie. It's, it's like a, a newer, like sort of slasher icon that has been birthed since, um, there was an anthology movie. It's a clown. Oh, and then uh, he All had Hallows his own Eve. movie. All Hallows Eve. Yeah. 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 What? And I, then what was the, I love the movie. I love All Hallows Eve and terrifier is the movie you're talking Terrifier. About. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I that, really loved All Hallows Eve, but I didn't really like terrifier that much. Like, uh, terrifier was, I, I think it was cool, 
but I, I just prefer the anthology format. I'm a huge sucker for anthologies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I like, I don't even remember. I, I watched all Hallows Eve. I don't remember much about it other than that clown. Uh, I don't remember his name off the top of my head either. Um, art the clown art, the clown art. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so I kept seeing that get posted online and stuff. And I was like, I know that clown from somewhere. Like, it's a great design. It's creepy. It's got the prosthetic like nose and all that stuff and the crazy mouth and the teeth and whatnot. I'm like, that's a really creepy clown. And I remember it. And then obviously I found out what it was from. And then I saw the terrifier and I was like, okay, I don't know what that is though. So I finally watched that and I'm with you. I was kind of like, Hey, maybe it just belongs to anthology. You just see different stories here and there, like shorter stories. Um, I mean, there's some gruesome stuff, but at the same time, it's like that that's the purpose of it as opposed to like, you know, and again, it's a creepy character, For but sure. it, it seems like it, it seems like that character has become like, and I just like missed it for some reason. It, it seems like that character has become like a cult classic. Like I'm starting to see now, like, you know, it, ads for Halloween costumes, uh, you know, I guess late last year, October, whatever. Um you know, right next to like Freddie and, and Michael Myers and, and like there's Art the Clown. And I'm like, has he reached that? Has he reached that level? And like, I just, again, it's just, it was weird. Like, I completely missed it. Like, when did this happen? Personally, I don't think in my eyes he's reached that, you know, aspect yet. But like I said, everyone's looking for something new. Everybody wants a new icon to follow, you know? Um, you know, we... Yeah. We have, you know, we were terrified of Michael Myers. We were terrified of Leatherface. You know, I, I remember waking up to USA all night once again and seeing uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, fuck, uh, I guess it was four or something, and it scared the shit out of me. You know what I mean? And maybe mm-hmm. I haven't watched it since then. I'm sure it's still, it's probably pretty corny, but you know what I mean. I was terrified of those movies, and you know, I, I those those characters are child's play another one i was fucking terrified i used to have i still probably have dreams about fucking chucky and i'm that's (laughs) that's stupid now you know what i mean think about it but as a kid i remember man it used to scare the shit out of me i would like i it would terrify me for nights on end and same with poltergeist you know i mean these these movies maybe in 20 years they will have that uh that you know status but to me, I mean, they're not really to me. They just have not reached that level. Maybe it's just my bias. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, well, it just it was surprising to me to like see the costume for that character, like in like a on a website or, or in a catalog or whatever for a you know a major store like Party City or whatever store sells Halloween costumes. I was like, really? This is like an independent movie on Netflix. I thought like I didn't know it was like a cult classic, but who knows? I don't know. Again, I'm out of touch with things like that, but um. Uh, I... Sorry, one sec. Having a weird pause here on Zencaster. Now that I'm like, I've never had any problems with it. Now it's giving me <laughs> issues. Give me one sec. Cool. All right, we're good. Um, well, cool, man. Well, let's talk a little bit more about... Um, I mean, what do you... Oh, the other thing I saw on, let me go back to the website. I had to close things because it's uh, slowed my computer down. But uh, you've also got, 
Let me get back to it. Here. Okay, what is um what's viral disease? So I'm look I saw that on your website that, as well. That's not me. I I just um that's a heavy metal zine that's done very old school from uh a guy who's contributed art for us. Um he does like oh, a, cool. a heavy metal tape mix change every month and you know, we all make tapes, send them out to random people like of heavy metal and stuff like that. Um that's all done by him. It's really cool. It's like, uh, you know, he just like I said, he just does it just to do it because it's just something That's cool. fun. You know what I mean? And I, yeah. I just always always buy it wholesale and just send it out. You know, um, I, I awesome. People buy it from our site and stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, yeah, I wasn't sure if that was like a like a. That's something I do. I like I I try to like, you know, support other people doing this. Like if I can buy wholesale stuff you know, I'll sell it for them like on the site and just try to get, you know, spread the word about other underground, you know, publishers and stuff like that. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. Um, who, okay. I was going to ask you about the, like the printing of the magazine because I was talking about how great the quality is and stuff. What, what is that process? Like who, I mean, it's, can you say who you like send local. it to or it's, what? It's a, it's a local thing. Uh, it's called Gallagher's. It's like, they've, I live in a small town called Ashland, Kentucky, um, and they have been printing and printing magazines and books for people and, you know, everything you can think of. That's where everyone goes to in Ashland. So I, okay. I, I went there not knowing what I wanted, what kind of paper I wanted. I had no idea how this stuff works. I basically just put everything on a flash drive and I was like, OK, just give me the most financially, you know, capability to print, you know, 100 copies of this. So, yeah. like i said i didn't know what it would look like and i got it back i was like holy shit this is like legit (laughs) like it's it actually happened you know what i mean so like yeah kind of how that started um like i said all when people are trying to do printing i know a lot of people go through amazon and stuff and you know you can get your independent books made through there like that's all good do whatever you have to do my best advice is go to your local they're all over the place every town probably has one a local print shop and always do offset printing man because like that's just the way to make it look good i've even looked into i want to do like the newsprint old comic look mm-hmm. I want it's like the paper to be like that you know the one where you crack it open and it smells funny type you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. I, I want to get to that point at, at one point whether it's a de- decrease in quality or whatever i might just do like a little like you know uh mini issue or something like that but th- there's you know that's that's what people have to do they have to you know go local and find smaller places to support because they're the ones that have been doing it probably for like 50 to 60 years, you know? Oh yeah. Day. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, God, I keep <laughs> losing my train of thought. Um, so, okay. Well, that was where I was going to ask you mentioned bringing the flash drive in. What is your like, and because this is something like I've, been really interested in it's just like what's the process of like putting the whole thing together so like what are you i mean what are you using to put to format the book you know put it all together in in you know in order and all that stuff like what's that what is that process dude it sucks i'm gonna be honest with you um <laughs> I, I i use photoshop um i i've 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 used photoshop since i was like 15 years old i've been like uh i actually was gonna be a like a photographer at one point in my life. So I always learned how to use Photoshop. Um, and it's led me to this. Uh, but you know, basically I did, I do all the graphic design, all the layouts, people send me their comics. I just make sure they're formatted the right way. I place it in a little window. Um, 
like I said, that's why there's probably some, you know, little misspellings or little errors in there because, you know, I, I don't have a proofreader. I do this all my own. I, I proofread mm-hmm. my own stuff. Uh, I have to find all the errors on my own. Um, like I said, I do all, if there's an interview, I did it. If there's an article, most of the time I wrote it, uh, you know, and it's, it's a very lengthy process. It probably takes me a couple months with like, like you said, you, you would do something when your kid takes a nap. That's me. Like when my kid take a nap, I get two hour window to do as much as I can. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, it's a daily process. It's kind of like a job. Um, so that's, it's a job I don't get paid for, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I do that. I just do the layout, you know, get the photos, find the photos. Um, I, I like to be as analog as possible. I try to use real photos and scan them. I try to, um, I, I type everything out. Like I said, uh, I do digital just because there's really no way around it. It's not like I can bring some like ink plates to a printing place and be like, Hey, can you do this for right. me? You know what I mean, yeah. Um, do you, okay. Well, as far as that goes, like, how do you, well, actually, never mind. I'll move on to the next question. Okay. As far as like the interviews and stuff, uh, is that like something that you like email the questions to somebody or are you able to like, like Skype or call or whatever? Or is it like both? How, how has that worked out for you so far? Like what, what is um, I the best try way to, to kind do, of go about that? I try to do in person or phone call no matter what, cool. like, you know what I mean? Um, Bruce Campbell was in person. I met him at a convention. I emailed him. His manager had no idea it would work. I got a message from his, uh, his manager and gave me a phone number. I got to go up to like a hotel, like, uh, the top floor of a hotel, like where they were, like all the celebrities were. And we went to a little room and I got to record on my phone and just, you know, ask him whatever I wanted. Um, <laughs> that was really cool. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, he's like, he literally was like, he's like, here, come over here and take a seat. And like I sat right beside him and I got to just record whatever I, whatever shit I wanted to ask him. Uh, really cool Damn. experience. Um, and that was luck, man. It's just, yeah. like, I just went out there and just by chance asked, uh, with Joe Bob Briggs in the second issue, I saw him at a convention and I was like, Hey man, would you be open to interviews? And he said, well, yeah, of course. And his manager was like, well, you have to get a press pass. I was like, shit, how am I going to get a press pass? So I scrounged around the convention, found the guy who ran it that controlled the press passing, got a press pass, came back. <laughs> they were like, well, you know, uh, we were going to set it up. Maybe we could do it by phone. I was like, that would be great. And he actually called me on the phone and I talked to him for like 30 minutes on the phone and he was just like a super cool dude. And all these, all these experiences all kind of just come out of luck, really. It's just me just like, oh, I'm going to take a chance to see if this works. You know what I mean? That's awesome, man. Yeah, no, that's really cool. I, that, that's uh, <laughs> I, something that I would be terrified to oh, do. It's terrifying, I, dude. It, it yeah. really is. I'm like nervous as hell. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm not a, you know, I never planned on being like a journalist or anything. And now that's kind of like what I'm falling into, you know? Yeah. Well, it's like, I don't know. I, it's like, how do you be like, okay, are they going to be cool with just answering whatever? Or are they going to be like, a dick and be like, oh, I get asked this all the time. How dare you? You know what I mean? Like that's what the things that would like drive me crazy. It's like, Oh, what do I do? But yeah, that's, I try I to stray away from those questions. I try to like, right. Not, like yeah, yeah. ask them, you know, things that like, I'm not going to be like to Bruce Campbell. Hey man, what was it like on the evil dead? He'd be like, Oh, <laughs> buy, buy my book, <laughs> you know, read my book. Yeah. I have a whole book about it. You know what I mean? So I tried to like ask more questions involving like 
what it's like to be in the industry or this and that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I yeah tried for to sure. Ask different questions. Yeah. That's awesome, man. No, and that's a really cool aspect about the magazine too. Um, which you mentioned like heavy metal in like 2080. I've never, never read those, which is a shame. I need to, I need to get into that and pick that up. Um, but, oh man. Okay. So we're, uh, <laughs> there. I, I'm getting texted that, uh, dinner is about to be ready. So I'm going to wrap it up. But I mean, is there anything else you want to like, I mean, do you want to like promote anything else? Anything coming up? Uh, like other than issue four? Uh, uh, I mean, I'm, Honestly, I'm I've got a lot of scripts I'm working on. A lot of it's going to be for Gravel Unusual, but I do have a project that uh, me and Trevor Markward are uh, collaborating on. Cool. Uh, I don't want to like give it away, but we're actually sure. going to try to do like a full series. Um, he actually like sent me a message and asked if I want to be a part of it, and I was totally pumped. So I've been researching that for the last like two months or so, um, and like I guess what I can say about it is it's like. Um, taking like a classic horror icon and kind of making a sequel to like a very popular, you know, character. Um, and oh, it, dude, uh, I'm excited. It, it involves <laughs> like a, like a kind of like a, it's kind of like castaway with like, you know, uh, horror elements. So it's, I don't, I don't awesome. really know how it's going to go. So I'm, I'm, like I said, I've been researching, I've been working on it. I'm about to start the script. Um, other than that, man, like just like I said, Grave Unusual Four will be coming out in the next few months. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, we're also cool. doing like I'm working on a, a video magazine where I'll put out us like a limited amount of VHSs with like uh, coverage of like us at conventions and maybe like uh, short films. People will have music videos in there, so like I'll be collaborating with a lot of people like that. Um, oh, dude, that's old school, man. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah we're <laughs> doing that. That's awesome. And uh, Finally, I have like a, I'm working on a uh, audio drama for a podcast called uh, The Lurking Transmission, which is really awesome. Uh, they cool. do like kind of like the old school, like radio broadcast, short fiction and stuff like that. Like they're, we're going to adapt a, a, a story that I wrote. Uh, so yeah, it's just awesome, collaborating man. with a lot of people and doing cool stuff like that, man. Dude, that sounds awesome. I'm excited to see what you, uh, about all of that, but I'm really excited to see what you and Trevor are coming up with, man. That's dude. I'm that so sounds awesome. He asked me too. Cause like, it's, you know, that's kind of like, a, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's pretty special because it's going to be something really cool. I know. Cause he's just an incredible artist. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. Uh, well, cool. Real, real quick. Where can everyone get in touch with you? Where do you want people to come find you? Or do you want people to come find you and contact you? Oh, I mean, if you guys dare, if you guys want to read something totally different and horror related, I say, you know, go to gravelinusual.bigcartel.com. We still have copies of issue three. Um, we have some cool merch on there. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we might be doing a couple cons um, the rest of the year. If they happen, that is. Um, yeah and uh follow us on social media it's uh you know instagram is at gravel unusual twitter is at gravel unusual and you can find us on facebook at gravel unusual and if you really want to like reach out to me uh just message or email me at a uh, gravel unusual at gmail.com and I'll, I'll be happy to answer any questions or submission ideas whatever i'm um, just comments whatever 
Awesome, man. Well, dude, thanks for coming on and, and just chatting and just kind of going with it without any real structure <laughs> at all. I, I love just it, man. Go with the flow. Yeah, that's I'm the same way, man. I kind of like just just shooting the shit and not really having like a, a, a guideline necessarily. But um, uh, we need to do it again and we can maybe find something uh, like a, I don't know, whether it be a movie or a specific comic or something that we can kind of something anticipated that we can kind of come together and do like a review or talk about or just again get on and, and do this again and uh you know that'd be awesome so let's do it man. whenever I'm totally down this is awesome thanks thanks for awesome. having me absolutely man anytime 